0: Hello, and welcome back to another special episode of the Lair Podcast. I am your host for this special episode once again, Carl Leclerc. Glad to have you with us. And uh, I just felt like I needed to record about another Mandalorian track off the, the latest soundtrack score from Chapter 3, um, the episode titled The Sin. Um, and once again, I, I'm loving getting these weekly... Uh, score updates from Lud- Ludwig Göransson and this incredible score he's building for us in The Mandalorian. Um, as, as with previous little Mandalorian special episodes, obviously spoilers are ahead. So if you've not seen the show, um, I would recommend probably not listening to this. While I am just planning to break down a particular track off the score, um, I will be talking plot details as well and how the music, as, as always, helps tell part of the story. Um, so yeah, man, I just, I can't stop talking about the, the Mandalorian music, not to mention just the show in general. And uh, I wanted to get another one out there special just, just for fun. And, um, yeah, the, the track off of, uh, chapter three, which by the way, really quick before I even start getting into things, what I'm really appreciating about all of these scores that we've gotten for chapters one, two, and three is that we'd literally get the book ends of the music. I mean, we get every piece of music that's going on in the episode. I mean, each chapter um, scores anywhere between 20 and 28 minutes, which the runtime of the longest episode has only been 39 minutes. And obviously there's not wall to wall music in every episode. So we're literally getting every little piece of music from each of these episodes so far, which is awesome. And I've just loved building a playlist for this in Spotify, my Mandalorian playlist, which is getting a lot of play and a lot of attention. Um, but something that, that is unique to the chapter three score, um, as far as a standalone listening experience, it's probably my least favorite of the three. Um, again, I, I'm obviously, I love it. Um, but the chapters one and two, really just those scores I can listen to on repeat, and I have listened to on repeat. Chapter three has a lot more uh, of this dissonant sounding, um, electronic type music, a little bit of uh, grungier guitar. And I think it makes sense because we're getting a very action-packed episode in chapter three. Um, And the music really does a great job of capturing that feeling of dissonance, um, which, again, I think captures perfectly the Mandalorian's own headspace in this episode, as he is this very dissonant character at the beginning of the episode, as he's, you know, as as he's committing the sin of handing over the child. Um, And, you know, obviously... Up until he decides to go back, it's, it, there is this battle internally within him of having to go back into the breach to bring the child out safely. Um, and I feel like the music does a really good job of playing off of that that dissonant feeling for The Mandalorian. Um, another thing that came out just a few days ago, my friend Ben shared this with me, which was in, uh, an article that interviewed Ludwig Gorenson about the score for this um, and he and he talks a lot about how he put it together and, you know, kind of what his influences were. And the first thing I just really noticed from this article that I loved the most is simply when he was asked, you know, oh, what is it about Star Wars music? You know, what is it about Star Wars that you love? They basically, you know, which is a great question to ask anybody you meet who's a Star Wars fan is just asking them what it is about Star Wars in particular that they might really, you know, enjoy and in. Connect with. And of course, as a a young person, he said that actually his favorite thing about Star Wars was the score. He loved the John Williams music. And, um, I don't, I, he's, I think he's 38. Um, if I, if I'm not mistaken. So he's only a few years older than I, but obviously very young when the, the movies first came out. Um, and but he talked about just listening to those vinyls listening to the old John Williams vinyls and it was what basically captured his imagination and made him excited about classical music um which is obviously serendipitous cuz his parents did name him after ludwig ludwig beethoven <laughs> so um i did i did read about that as well so he's obviously got music in his blood um and, uh, you know, he just tells this simple story of, you know, sitting around uh, at home with the vinyls playing and he could just imagine himself in the story. He could imagine himself in this different world. And um, for him, that was what drew him into Star Wars. Um, and uh, then he goes on to talk a lot about how he was challenged to make a different kind of music escape for The Mandalorian. And, you know, John Favreau, especially really, challenged him and pushed him to, to make something a little bit different. And Ludwig talks a lot about how he intends that each chapter is going to have its own sound and its own feel. And that's on purpose. And it's really cool when you have a creator in, you know, really pushing you as a creator to be as creative as possible. Um, so it sounds like a, a really great relationship that was going on behind the scenes there between John Favreau, Dave Filoni and, and Ludwig Goranson. Um, and he does talk about obviously how he developed themes, and the first theme he he did create was the Mandalorian theme, which obviously I've talked about. Um, and you know he also mentions that um, you know he basically locked himself away for a little bit as he started to write the uh, the score, and he he just started playing it on instruments that he himself knows how to play well, which is um, the guitar, uh, a couple of drums, um, a synthesizer. Um, and yeah, and he does talk about using the, uh, the bass recorder, um, which somebody had pointed out from the Mandalorian theme. And, and he talks a lot about how he kind of created that sound. So, uh, if you've not seen this article, I believe it's on like gizmos, the name of the website, but again, just Google Ludwig goransson it'll come right up. Um, but it's a great interview where he talks about, you know, some of the behind the scenes creation of this incredible score. Um, So that being said, I wanted to talk about a particular track from the chapter three score called Mando Rescue. Uh, This is like this is just my jam for the for the past almost week now is I can't get this song out of my head and I don't want to. Um, I've listened to it at the gym. I've listened to it at home, getting excited to go do something. Um, It's not a very long track. It's only about two and a half minutes. Um, but it's just chock full of, of great stuff. So I just kind of want to do a little bit of a breakdown of this track and, and highlight how uh, Ludwig's already starting to reuse themes. And also, I think that he has created a theme for Baby Yoda. Um, and he talks about this in the interview as well. He did say that the original theme he wrote for Baby Yoda Um, was actually what he had intended to play at the end of the first episode when the Mandalorian finds the child. Um, but Jon Favreau asked him to change it because he wanted that moment to be about the Mandalorian's reaction. So he wanted the music to tell what the Mandalorian is feeling, which is kind of this like, oh, crap <laughs> type feeling, the type of emotion. But he does say that we get a hint of Baby Yoda's theme, which it sounds like we will eventually hear it in its entirety, um, But which I'm super excited to hear about what that's going to sound like. Um, but we do, we do hear a reoccurring theme right at the beginning of Mando rescue. So this, this track is playing, um, kind of towards the end of the Mandalorian shootout with the other bounty hunters as he's trying to flee right before, obviously the Mandalorians, the rest of the Mandalorians, show up to rescue him. Um, but as he's just, you know, his flamethrower has just kind of gone out and it seems like all is lost. Like he's about to be surrounded and killed. Um, We see we have this beautiful shot of him just peering down on the child. Um, Again, there's just this beautiful, intimate moment here as he's gazing on the child. And that's where the track begins. And this is this is what we hear. Keep that in mind because we've heard this theme before. Comes in chapter two in the track "The Mudhorn." Um, so let me pull this up for you. Here we go. This is the moment when the child is using the force to hold that mudhorn at bay to rescue. That really cool guitar riff there. It's the exact same piece of music we hear at the beginning of the track Mando Rescue. So to me, there's almost a a double meaning in that. And the first to me was it made me think, oh, maybe this is in a way um, a theme for the child. It could also be a theme for... um, I initially thought maybe, oh, maybe this is his take on like a force theme, you know, because that's the first time we hear it is the the child is using the force here to protect the Mandalorian. But now we've heard it twice and both times we've heard it. And maybe we have heard it another time if maybe I've missed another location where it showed up. So if, if you know of another place, please let me know. Um, but these are the two standouts for sure. You know, it, we hear it for the first time there in the Mudhorn track in Chapter 2 as the child is using the force to protect, to rescue the Mandalorian. And now we hear it again at the beginning of this moment. Um, He's having this point of connection again, that music's playing. Remember the last time we heard that piece of music, when he was in the presence of the child, he was about to be protected. He was being protected. So it's kind of interesting that this track begins with a theme that has already insinuated his being rescued once before. So it's really cool that that's how the Mando rescue track starts is That he is about to be protected once again, and I also just love the visual shot of him looking down at the child. We're just, you know, we got that beautiful close-up of his face that Deborah Chow gives us, and boom, like kind of like a shooting star behind him comes that rocket. You know, again, just just the mythological symbolism of like this shooting star coming down, right? Something divine is about to happen he's about to be rescued once again um so it's really cool that we get us you know that that same guitar riff it's obviously played a little bit slower a little bit more gently here in the beginning of mando rescue it's much more pronounced in the mudhorn track but it's really cool that that's what begins this moment of rescue maybe it's a rescue theme here that ludwig is giving us so um yeah right so here it is again in the, the mando rescue track Now we got our Mandalorians showing up. So Right. This is this is as close as we're going to get to kind of bombastic for Mandalorian. Right. It's the symbols crash together as they come together. There's, uh, you know, in, in some ways, I almost find the music initially a little underwhelming to me. You know, this is kind of a big moment. His clan's coming up to claim him. And it, it is big and loud and it grabs your attention. Um, but it's not really like heroic at least not yet, and not to me at least. So um, I'm going to back it up one more time so we can hear that again from the top. Oops, here it comes. Now, I don't know what that instrument is. I didn't get to work, I didn't see my colleague at work, so I couldn't ask him. So I, you know, again, this is where uh, I just, I would love to just sit and listen to the master, David W. Collins, tell us exactly what these instruments are. Um, but there there is something very Digitized about it, so I am curious if it 's some sort of synthesizer um, it doesn 't sound like a traditional you know uh, instrument per se um, but what 's kind of neat is is you hear that first kind of loud note it 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 kind of um, dissipates almost like a ripple right like these mandalorians they 're kind of this Um, you know, stone thrown into this pond, this pond of chaos and, and them showing up is going to have a ripple effect. Things are going to change now because they've shown up. Remember earlier in the the episode when they're underground and they talk about how they can only come out one at a time. Um, that's not the case here. They're showing up. There's going to be a ripple effect. Let me play that note for you one more time. You can kind of hear how it ripples out. Do, 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 do. See how it like kind of ripples. Um, so I just think that's kind of neat. Again, I, I wish I knew it was. I mean, I know there are definitely symbols crashing. I do know that. Um, but I don't know if that's uh, an effect thrown on an electric guitar. I don't know if it's a synthesizer. So again, if, if you know, please tell me. I'd love to know. Um, and if you're David Collins listening, uh, thank you. And I think you're amazing. Um, you could definitely tell me anytime you want. Um, but uh, yeah, so right, we get this... Uh, Continued rippled effect there as they're showing up. Big notes, right? A big note as it ripples. The music's kind of getting higher pitched, a little bit more. Here we go. Now we're building. Listen to those drums. They're building something. Got that kind of racing heartbeat with that that bass drum. And definitely horns. Here comes the big guy. Ugh, so, man, those strings, they come in with this intensity. Uh, makes me kind of think of the Master Switch uh, track in Rogue One, um, just in in the sense of the intensity of this of this. The way the track is moving forward. Um, Obviously, very different types of notes. The master switches, (laughs) you know, DS ERA played over and over again, but there's an intensity to it. There is an intensity to this, but there's something heroic. There, you know, these are the heroes that are showing up now in a way. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to just back it up a tiny bit, play that one more time. Yeah. So, right, like, it's there, there's, and I love that strong, like, I just kind of pointed out that strong kind of bass movement going in the background, which really does seem to capture the, the Mega Mando, which the character's name is Paz Vizla, in case you didn't notice that in the end credits. And also, this character is voiced by John Favreau, it's not portrayed by John Favreau, actually, the actor portraying Paz Vizla is the, the villain from the beginning of the first episode, the bald guy. Um, but it's being voiced by John Favreau, who also voiced Pre Vizsla in Clone Wars. Um, but you know he is obviously he, he he's a bigger person. The character is much bigger than the Mandalorian. Um, and now you know he comes in with this massive gatling gun, um, and it's cool how the music kind of mimics his physicality with kind of these bass notes. <laughs> I just I think it's so cool uh, the way that, you know, this, th- those two little notes, bum, bum, like the two simple notes, but they're, they're in a very low register and, and they're very bassy. They're very strong and powerful, which kind of encapsulates uh, this Paz Vizla character coming to the rescue here. And now here comes my favorite freaking part of this track and listen to these French horns come in and play a hero's melody right oh man i just freaking love that so 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 much um and uh so i was able to ask my co-worker a couple days ago about this track and my initial thought was that those were trumpets, but then as I listened to it a couple more times, I'm like, those aren't trumpets. They're not, they're not loud enough. They're not um, trumpety enough. I don't know. I can't use musical language because I'm not as well-versed in it, but I was like, those definitely aren't trumpets. And I immediately went to a very prominent instrument in Star Wars is the French horn. The French horn is used... In a lot of the beautiful medleys of star Wars, it's huge in across the stars. Um, It plays in big in the main theme of, of star Wars. Um, There's something a little bit while it's a, it's a very, obviously it's a brass instrument. So it does kind of have that brash, heroic connotation to it. It's also a little bit prettier. Um, This is a beautiful moment that's happening right now in this episode. Um, you know it's it's very heroic the heroes have shown up to rescue our mandalorian and you know there's just something beautiful and what's beautiful is the lines that are exchanged in that moment and i talk over it all the time as i listen to it so i'm going to make you listen to that and i apologize but i'm not that sorry <laughs> The way. This is the way. Right? Oh, so good. Just I should have just played the clip. I'm not good with voiceovers. I apologize. I'm not Jason. Um, but uh yeah, it it, this this beautiful exchange between these two characters that literally had vibroblades to one another's throats earlier in the episode, (laughs) and here he is rescuing him. Um, and they share this, they share what, whatever this is the way means. I mean, that's something we can unpack at a later date, um, which we probably will on our next week's episode. Um, but you know, it's the line of this, this people, it's the line of these Mandalorians. It's, it's their family line, if you will, it's their clan line. Um, it's what gives them a sense of identity and belonging. And again, I, I mean, this is what I love about Star Wars. I love that sense of being claimed and belonging and having community. Um, this is so, so Star Wars. And I love that what Ludwig gives us in these brief moments is something so beautiful. And even this is so different from the rest of the score in this particular chapter. There's nothing dissonant about this at all. This is the song of a hero um, and the song of a beautiful moment where something wonderful is happening. Um, and then the Mando picks up the child and gets out of there and the music continues in this beautiful way. And I listen to those snares in the background, right? Something very militaristic about these Mandalorians, which makes sense. They are a military culture, <laughs> um, or, you know, a warrior culture. But the last thing I want to make note of, though, is that beautiful me- uh, melody that's played on, again, what I believe to be a French horn. Um, and it has two movements. It's It seems uh, – it's short. I mean, it's, we're looking at probably 20 seconds of music here. And it re- uh, and it repeats itself. And it sounds different both times. Um, so the first time we hear those French horns come in as Paz Vizla shows up – Listen to the uh, to to the melody. It kind of reaches up. It keeps going higher and higher. Like again, it's this this hero reaching for the stars, reaching to be to become something more, to to reach towards something in the future. Um, So that's the first time we hear it through. So let's let me play that again. All right, sorry, me, I didn't do that timing quite right. Here we go. I'll back it up a few more seconds. But again, pay attention to the to the melody on the French horn here, and listen as it it just keeps elevating itself. It, it, the notes keep getting higher and higher. They're reaching for something elevated, something bigger and beyond. <laughs> First time. right so it's this it's this melody of, of 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 transcendence almost it's beautiful and then listen to it the second time the notes come back down they go doo doo do doo doo, 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 doo doo um i'm not great at humming clearly um but pay attention to the melody the second time through it it starts with that kind of the, that heroic reaching but then it settles back down and to me This is the moment. So visually what we're seeing as it plays through the second time, we literally see the Mando carrying the child running to the Razor Crest. He is settling into what's next in life. He's settling into the role of being the hero. And what does that mean? That means protecting this child, this foundling even perhaps. Again, more to unpack there later. Um, But listen to it as it plays through that second time and watch how the French horn uh, melody kind of, again, it starts going high, but then it comes back down. It kind of comes back down into reality of you're going to have to now you're going to settle into this decision you've made. The decision to choose to be the hero, the melody is going to play that out for us. It's going to settle into it. So let's listen to it as it goes through the second movement. (laughs) See what I mean? Hopefully, maybe, maybe I'm just nuts. (laughs) Um, Maybe I'm seeing things I want to see. Um, But to me, this is what Ludwig is telling us with the music is that this is the hero who's, he's just settling into that role. Right. And that's why I think these first three chapters are almost like their own story in and of itself. Um, And and again, I'm looking forward to talking more about that very soon. Um, But this is the perfect type of heroic music to play in that moment. He is reaching for something more. He's going to become more than just a bounty hunter in a guild. He's now been claimed fully by this clan of Mandalorians, and he also is choosing to be the hero by protecting this child. So again, that first movement is the movement of the hero. The second movement is settling into what it means to be the hero. So again, I'm going to to play that second movement one more time, and hopefully um, you can hear what I'm saying as it, again, follow that French horn melody as it settles back in. Settling ground. So anyway, man, I just love talking about this music. <laughs> so uh I'm gonna shut up though. I think that's I've made my point, hopefully. Um and I just think that this this particular track, Mando Rescue, um, for me is the standout track of chapter three. And it's it's primarily just in those twenty seconds of music with that that French horn melody. Um and again, if you're listening and you know that it's actually not a French horn, but something else, please feel free to correct me. Let me know. I, I I, I I want to make sure I'm right. I, this is me speculating, and again, I could be wrong. Um, so, but yeah, I just I love what Ludwig is playing with this song. The Mando, the Mando rescue, and the Mando is now the hero. He's going to settle into that role. So, I hope you enjoyed this uh, mini episode of the Wampusler podcast. I also, um, for those of you who are celebrating today. Uh, Very happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I hope you can enjoy it. Um, If you're with family or friends today and they haven't seen Mandalorian, who knows? Maybe you show it to them. You know, the world is made of crazy things. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this little episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. Again, I am Carl LeClaire, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lair.